When life gets hard, do you find yourself struggling to ask for help? Maybe it's because you don't want to burden others or maybe you believe that others won't care or won't want to help. Maybe you've placed so many expectations on yourself that you don't even want to admit it to yourself that you're struggling. But if we're going to thrive as military spouses, then we have to be honest about our struggles, both with ourselves and with others around us. This week, I'm talking with military spouse and therapist Anna Lucan about mental health, vulnerability, and why we struggle to be honest about our challenges as military spouses. We get into what lies we believe the expectations we have for ourselves and others, and what we can do to be truly known, loved, and understood. Make sure if you're not driving, you grab a pen and paper to take some notes because there is so much goodness packed into this conversation. So what do you say? Let's dive into the show. made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. I'm here to help you navigate life as a military spouse, get unstuck, and craft a life with purpose. Hi, I'm Christine, a military spouse of over 10 years, mom of littles, and coffee connoisseur. You have something valuable to offer, and when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. If you feel stuck waiting for some future season to chase your dreams, then it's time to discover who you are meant to be because together we can change the world. Now, before we get into this conversation, I want to let you know that we are getting so close to celebrating a hundred episodes of the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. I'm so excited to reach this milestone with you. And as we approach this milestone, I do have one favor to ask. Would you consider leaving a review of the show on Apple iTunes? This is truly how we get found in the algorithm, how it gets shown to more military spouses so that they can know that it is truly possible to get unstuck and craft a life with purpose. You can impact the life of someone else by sharing the show with them and by leaving us a review. So thank you, thank you to everyone who has shared, who has left us a review, and to everyone who is going to pause this episode right now to go leave us a review. I also want to let you know that I am starting something completely brand new this month. I'm going to start offering mindset mentorship calls. Now, what is this? These are one-hour calls where we sit down together and identify your mindset blockers and create some rewiring so that you can actually get unstuck. Because here's the thing, friend. You are more than a male spouse, but your thoughts are keeping you stuck. They're keeping you from being productive, from creating the life you want. They're keeping you in that negative thought loop. You're playing these thoughts on repeat in your head and they are not serving you. But the good news is that we can actually rewire your brain and get you unstuck so that you can take action and create a life with purpose. Now, if you are on the fence about this, I would love to do just a free 15-minute mindset audit with you. 
and you can see if we'd be a good fit to work together. We'll talk about where your mindset's gone, and then if you want to work together, that's awesome. And if not, no pressure at all. I just want to make sure that I am serving you to the best of my abilities. I'm going to continue to show up every single week, bring you content on the podcast that to help you navigate this military life and create a life you love. But I want you to know that that is now available to you. Just go to millspossmastermind.com forward slash mindset and that there you'll find out how to get started today. All right, let's dive into my conversation with Anna Lukin. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm here with Anna Lukin. She is a military spouse, a writer, a counselor, and she's here to talk to us today about vulnerability as military spouses. So Anna, would you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story and what led you to what you do today? Of course, yeah. I'm Anna. Um, I grew up in Texas. I live in Alaska. Um, I went to school at Texas A&M, um, and then when I moved up here to Alaska, I um, worked as a social worker for a little while, then I taught middle school, um, and then I got my counseling degree, and now I work um, at a residential treatment center with um, kids and teens and their families, so I do individual family and group therapy. And I guess the biggest part of my story that I want to share is um, that I'm also a military spouse. And that has been a significant part of my life, just learning how to love my husband well and love my family well, um, love myself well, while encountering the challenges of military life, but also the, you know, the beautiful things about it. And uh, I wrote a book recently called The First Deployment. It launched on July 13th. And I really feel like I just kind of poured my heart out into the book and, and really hope that it's a resource that military spouses can use. And I talked a lot about um, just different challenges I've had with um, mental health and miscarriage and birth with my husband gone, but also just learning a lot about myself and how to communicate my needs and how to give and accept help and really who I am in that process. I think deployment really shaped and changed me a lot. So I'm thankful for it. It was hard. But, you know, I think that's the biggest piece I want to share is just to encourage military spouses today. And to I'm a counselor, so I have that piece, but also just, you know, I've been through hard things myself and sharing those things and, and hoping that they help other people as well. Well, first off, I want to say congratulations on writing that book and getting it out into the world. That's such a huge accomplishment, and I'm so excited and proud every time I hear it, military spouse take that idea in their heads and bring it into reality. So that is awesome. I am very curious. So you're from Texas. How did you end up in Alaska? And, and what's your kind of military spouse story? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, so I grew up in Texas. And my, uh, my husband and I, when we were kind of just like pondering and figuring out like, what do we want to do when we were engaged? Um, his family actually lives here. His dad retired from the Air Force here. So he had a little bit of that kind of um, catch, like he did some Alaskan summers here and living here and just that feel of the beautiful creation here and mountains. And so when we were engaged, it was kind of like, okay, it would be so fun to do an adventure 
And, you know, it took us a while to make that decision, but we really felt like both of us felt God, God was calling us to come here and try something new and, and, and do this adventure. And we're so glad we did. It's crazy. It'll be 11 years in November that we've lived here. Um, but yeah, so we, we moved here after we got married and, um, my husband worked like a civilian job for a few years, but then he joined the army guard. The army guard spouse life is very different than I know, like many other military spouse types of lifestyles. And, and I am really, I'm so for military spouses to just believe that like, there's no one military experience. Like there's just so many types and they can, they can all be hard and they can all be lonely, but they can also all have their, their different, like their different perks. And, you know, one of the perks is that we have been able to stay here for an extended time and and settle in some ways, you know, my husband is still gone quite a bit. He does trainings quite often, you know, work, uh, work trainings as well as deployment. Um, So, you know, I think it is hard as an army guard spouse because it's very different than kind of the other types of, and my husband is full-time active duty army guard. So that's very specific as well as a, and he did for a while do like civilian job as well as doing like part-time army guard, which you can do. So, you know, our story is really unique, but I I'm so passionate about sharing it and just being able to say, Hey, like whatever your military spouse story you know, whatever it looks like, it's, um, just know that there's so many people out there that are going through the same thing and, and care about you a lot. So yeah, that's kind of been our story with, with, with my husband and his job. And I'm, and I'm happy to, to share more or answer any questions about that. Um, you know, the army guard, you know, lifestyle. So. Well, I think it's really nice just to hear different people's stories and lifestyles. I talk a lot about moving because we move roughly every two years, but to hear a different perspective, a different lifestyle, but it's still part of military life. And there's the ups and downs of each different choice, depending on which route you go. So I really appreciate you sharing it and giving that kind of different perspective of, hey, we're able to stay in one spot for a long time, but there's some different blessings that come with that and different challenges that come with being in one place for that long and but still being a part of military life and not just a civilian. So you're still dealing with deployments and TDYs and all of that fun stuff. Yes. And and I'm I really, you know, I think it can be lonely as an army guard spouse just because it's a little bit misunderstood and it's, you know, there, there can be like somewhat more support for like active duty, you know, where even in Alaska, like I know that my husband had some, some families that, you know, where their husbands were on deployment and they're, they're kind of like all over Alaska remote areas. And so the, the, you know, the husband's gone, but maybe they don't live near a base or they, you know, they don't live like super close to resources. And so you know, I'm, I think that that's a, a, an awareness thing as well as just understanding that there's so many different types of military families out there. And, and, and I'm passionate about helping and encouraging all of them, you know, so they're, you know, not obviously not comparing any type or just knowing that like, they're, they're all hard, and they can all have really good things too, you know, so. So talk about what led you to write this book. I know you said deployment you know, had a huge impact on your life. And and talk about this process of what you experienced and, and what led you to write that book. Yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, I think for me, 
deployment was so impactful because it just stretched me in every way possible. It was just, um, and, and to be like a little more specific about my deployment experience, I was, um, like eight months pregnant when he first deployed. And so then, you know, that first month in it's like dealing with that last month of pregnancy. And then I did give birth while he was gone. Um, and then, you know, the whole like newborn and first his, his deployment was very long. It was nine months, but then there was trainings on either side and then there was COVID. So there was quarantining. And so it ended up being about 11 months in total, you know, almost a full year that he was gone from our family. So it just really stretched me emotionally, physically, mentally. And I think it's just one of those things where even if you, there's so many things you can believe about yourself, like, oh, I'm strong. I can get through anything like, you know, and those things are true. But I think when you encounter challenges, you just really are pushed to your, you know, your limit and you learn a lot about yourself. And so I think what drew me to write the book was that I struggled and I I struggled during deployment and I really I guess it surprised me that I struggled, which is not a very humble thing to say, but um, I think that it was like, whoa, this is way harder than I thought. You know, there was just a lot of learning about myself and and growing. And, and I think a lot of that took place definitely during deployment where maybe I, I had to learn like, oh, that's I'm making choices that are like not as healthy for me. And a lot of the learning took place, I think, after deployment, where it was kind of like, okay, I'm out of survival mode. Let's look back on this year. What happened to me, you know? And, and I think during that year is when I decided to write the book and just kind of begin to ask questions of military spouses to say, how did you handle your first deployment? Like, what would you recommend, you know? Um, and, and to kind of, I guess, get over my pride and just say, hey, I could have handled that better. And, you know, or, or, or just like I could have handled it in a way that that was, um, you know, I, I could have maybe prepared more, understood more. Or And so I ended up reaching out to six different military spouses who come from different walks of life. So in my book, I interview two military spouses who are Air Force spouses who come from like 20, 25 plus years of like career military service. Um, I interviewed one friend who encountered, um, she she did a deployment that was like where she was married with no children. And so kind of like that perspective of like, how can you stay engaged um, like with your community, you know, if it's just you. And, um, and then I have another friend had like four children who are now like in middle school age. And so her husband's in the, in the reserves now with air force. Um, so kind of her perspective and, um, and then a few others who are in the like infant little kid stage. So just like really different perspectives and just really asking them about what they would recommend for, for a first deployment, what was hard, you know, and how they could encourage, you know, other military spouses, but was also really vulnerable in my questions and in the things that were hard for me. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, that that's a lot to go through at one time, you know, just having that first baby and all of the hormones and just changes to life in general is a big adjustment. And when you're trying to do all of that on your own um, and navigate that and being your first deployment, I mean, that's a lot of change at the same time. So first of all, that's just amazing 
to go through something like that all at the same time. You know, I had the experience of, okay, I went through a deployment as a girlfriend, and then I went through the deployment as a wife with no kid. And then, you know, having that deployment after having the baby, that had additional challenges. So every single deployment is different based on the stage of life that you're in. But I I really appreciate that you shared just about the unexpectedness and going into this thinking, I've got this, and then realizing, hey, this is more than I was expecting. So talk a little bit about what some of your expectations were, what it was going to be like, or how you were going to handle things, and then what were some of the biggest challenges you actually faced? Yeah, I just want to make sure I understand your question one more time. Well, actually, I was going to just tell you, uh, I did like the deployment I was telling you about, I actually had a two-year-old as well. So it was my second birth, didn't make it easier, but then it was like the toddler, the newborn, and and all of them are hard. But um, yeah, but I just wanted to make sure I said that in case I didn't clarify it was my first birth, which would have been really hard. So wait, so you, so the question again, tell me one more time. Okay, so what were some of the expectations you had going into the deployment about how you were going to navigate it? And then what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced? And maybe what surprised you the most? Yeah, I think that, I guess I just, when I, and that's a good question for military spouses is really to like, ask the questions like, how do you view yourself? What are, you know, what are you, what are some pieces that maybe you hold on to about yourself? Because I think that what I struggled with was, oh, I can definitely do this. And it, and I think it bothered me that deployment was hard for me a little bit, you know? Um, so I would say that was definitely an expectation. Like, I, I don't know if I expected it to be easy, but I think that I thought my response would be a little bit better than it was. Um, and so I guess just like, I would encourage a lot of military spouses not to be like discouraged by it. Like it's difficult, like no matter what you've been through. And, and really I've been through a lot of difficult things in my life. And I kind of viewed myself as like a mentally strong kind of person. And so I think then when it was still hard, it's like, gosh, well, like, what am I doing wrong? Or like, I'm failing or, you know, and the, and I think that really digs into like the lies that we can believe about ourselves. Like, no, that doesn't mean that, that you're doing something wrong. It doesn't mean that like, you know, you're, you're, you're failing. It's like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to just figure out the ways you need to be loved and and figure out how you communicate. And so I think that certainly one of my expectations was just, I'm mentally strong and I can handle this. And maybe I put on that facade a little bit, both maybe even for myself and for others. Like I, I believed that I was like, could really do it and didn't, you know, um, but then maybe just putting that on face on for others, you know, um, I think that was an expectation that I had that that made it difficult. It's like, hey, put that face away and just like tell your friend, like, I'm really scared about my husband or I'm really scared about birth or just be like, just say when it's hard, you know, because it is and um, it's okay to say it, you know. So I think that was an expectation for sure. One, one of the biggest challenges, and I talk about this in my book, but I think one of my hard challenges was feeling like my kids were not getting the best they could have. Um, and that was a question that I asked um, a lot of military spouses was, and really that I, that really kind of digged into a lot of my, dug into my fears was just kind of like, man, what if this really affects my kids? You know, like almost like it's okay if it affects me, like I'll handle it fine. But, and, but that's not true either, obviously, because it's okay for it to be hard for me. But 
it's, I worried so much like about my kids, like, you know, I'll be fine, but like my kids, I'm so, I just want, and if it's just me, I can't give enough. And, and that was something that I asked a lot of the spouses was just like, how do you handle that, that pressure, that weight, or like that feeling like you're a single mom and you can't do everything. And what if they're affected by that? And so I really feel like that was one of the questions that I really had to work on in myself, you know, um, and, and just knowing that, that God's in control, that God loves my kids better than I can. And, you know, and that even when Tony's home, our parenting, Tony's my husband, um, he, our parenting isn't going to be perfect. You know, that was one of the encouragements that one of the spouses said was, hey, having two parents home doesn't mean that it's like this perfect, beautiful thing either. Like life is just just life is ups and downs and, 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 and no single or two parents home is going to make it be this perfect, beautiful thing. So just let, you know, just let go and trust and take it day by day is kind of a lot of the encouragements that military spouses gave, you know, but yeah, so that was probably my biggest challenge. I mean, there's a lot more that I could speak of like mental health and what I believe about myself mostly, but that, that was a big one for me. I mean, I think it's so interesting that so much of this comes back to the thoughts that we're having, the mindset that we have, what we believe about ourselves, the things that we're afraid of, the fears that we're feeling. So how much do you think of your experience was influenced by the fact that you're like, hey, I'm a counselor, like I should be able to handle this because this is what I do for a living? Yes, 100%. That was so hard. I think that you know, and that goes back to like the facade of like, what am I putting on for people? And I definitely had these moments where it's like, man, I'm the counselor. I should be helping people. You know, this is my job. Like my job is to help people professionally. So like if I'm struggling, then that's really, you know, not good. And and I think that that's really a barrier um, in the sense that one of my friends was like, if you're a doctor and you have something wrong with your body, like you're still going to go to another doctor to get help. Like if you're a counselor and you're struggling, like you still need help. And, you know, I think it just, especially in the military world, and and I feel like it's gotten so much better. Like people talk so much about mental health now, but I think that, you know, definitely in the military world and, and just in the wife, you know, the spouse world, it's hard to be like, it seems like it's like, it feels like weak or weakness to be like, I need help, you know, but it's not, it's, it's like the most, the, I like to tell my clients, it's the most courageous work you could do. You are being so brave when you do it because looking inside yourself is the hardest work ever because it's very easy to look outward, (laughs) but looking inward is, is a very difficult thing. And so I think that really just letting go of, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what your spouse's rank is or what, how involved you are in military spouse world, or, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what your accomplishments are, or, you know, it, 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 it's important to let it be okay to talk to someone, let it be okay to, to ask for help when you need it. And that was a big wake up call for me. And I really think that God has used that in my life just because I think that, um, it's like, Hey, even counselors need help. And I feel like that's encouraging to people to, to kind of be like, okay, you know, everybody needs it. It's not like just me, I'm the only one. And, it's like, it doesn't matter anything, like your profession, how many kids you have, don't have kids, whatever. It's just like every, anybody could use it, you know, and it's helpful and beneficial for everyone. So certainly that was a barrier for me that I'm glad I was able to overcome. And I definitely believe that counseling is helpful. Well, I think it's so important because 
when we don't have that perspective that we all need help and we all go through these hard times, these difficult circumstances, and we think that there's something wrong with us, that we're deficient in some way. And this is something that I have to teach myself over and over again all the time. It's like, even though I've been through, I don't even know how many PCSs thus far, like it is still hard and there are still days where I struggle. And, and so whatever it is, we, we tend to think, oh, I should be this certain way. And because I'm not that way, we feel like there's something wrong with us. But that's part of the normal human experience. So I would love for you to just talk for a minute since you brought it up and just talk to military spouses who may be hesitant about going to counseling or wondering if that is something that they would really benefit from, what would you say to them? Yeah, I think that I I think that I would just highly recommend counseling. And just like you said, I love that you said that, like, doesn't matter if you've done like 10 deployments and this is your 11th and you're like, why am I struggling on this one? You know, even if you have the experience, like it, it just, it, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's okay and beneficial to get help. Um, you know, and I would just say even advocate for yourself. You know, I think that maybe you try one counselor and you feel like it's not a great fit. Maybe, you know, it's okay to try a different counselor or try something else. Um, I, I, I definitely believe in, in couples counseling as well. And I think that there can be some hesitancy with that, with the, with the military world too, where it feels maybe like, oh, this is like a really big deal. But I think like marriages are so important to be strong with all this going on in the military world. And, um, you know, I once heard this and I thought it was really good. It was kind of like, even if maybe your husband or boyfriend or whoever is not on board with getting counseling, like even you getting counseling is beneficial. And, and sometimes I know as a counselor, like I will see someone individually and then they can, their, their husband or partner, whoever can, can come alongside, you know, pop into sessions every here, here and there. It doesn't have to be a whole separate thing either. Um, and that's helpful to know as well. And so I think just advocate for yourself and and know that it's okay to ask for help and also know that it takes time. I think sometimes it can be frustrating if you, if you go into counseling and you're like, I've been doing it and I just, it's, it's awkward or we're not talking about there. It's just like, it's not working or just give it some time. And this type of work really does take a lot of time to unravel what what's going on in your mind and your heart. And so be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself. But yeah, I think that it's, I, I love the work that I do and I, I'm, I love my clients. I want the best for them. And it's so brave to step into that chair and be the the one counseled. And I think that it's really helped me to be on the other side of it. And, and I think that just know that um, even if it feels kind of like just, awkward or not working or just keep trying and, and, and let yourself really just think about it as your time to explore and to process and to know yourself better and know that it will benefit everyone around you, your kids, your husband, like your extended family, you know, sisters, mothers, like the more you're working on yourself, the, the better your relationships are going to be. And, and I, I think you'll, I, you know, I think most people would be thankful for it. And, and if you're not and it's not going well, then try something new. Try something different. You know, um, I'm a counselor. I believe counseling is super helpful. But is it the end all be all? Is it the only thing that's going to help you? No, there's plenty of other things that, that are helpful. But 
I certainly believe that it's it's worth trying. So give it a try, you know, give it a try if, you, if you're unsure and then see how it is for you and, and don't put too much um, weight on it. I mean, I think that's really good, good advice because I think either we get afraid of going and talking to a counselor or we talk ourselves out of it like, I don't need this. I can do this on my own. But that there that's not the only thing too. Mm-hmm. There, there's other things that we can do. So I would love for you to just talk for a few minutes about some of the struggles that we've faced. The struggle to really go ask for help. If we, we know we're struggling, but asking or letting someone know that we're struggling, why is it that we struggle to do that? And, and what are some tips you have for helping us be be able to say, hey, look, I am going through a hard time. I'm struggling. I need help. Yes. This is something I'm so, so passionate for. It's just kind of this idea of, you know, how, how can we be vulnerable as military spouses? How can we, how can we open up? Right. And um, I think that it's really difficult. Uh, I was talking to my husband about this last night, kind of preparing for this. And he was like, I think that there's some emotional fatigue. Maybe um, he grew up in a military family. And I think it's like, you know, he, I think it's like you have to make these friendships over and over and you you have to try again. And maybe that can be overwhelming. You're like, Oh no, here we are again. And so I think that certainly that's an aspect of the military world where there there you're already tired right like it's like okay there's deployment there's there's like gotta take care of my kids my job like we're setting up the house you know it's like okay and and through all of that I'm trying to make friends and maybe you feel like you're not doing that well or you know but I think that what's I think that what I struggled with on deployment at times was feeling like not understood or not known or not loved and and it's really easy to put that on other people and kind of be like, well, these, you know, I think it's easy to kind of be like, oh, I'm frustrated at our friends or frustrated at the people around us that we hope would help us in a certain way. But I think there's also some responsibility on our part, which is something that I really learned through deployment is kind of like, what is my responsibility in vulnerability? Like, what what part do I play? And I think that's where I really grew a lot was kind of like asking myself the question, well, what do I expect from this friendship or what do I expect in receiving help and, and really learning about myself in that way so that I could kind of express that to others. And then, and then it's like, then you're feeling more loved and known and understood when you can understand what you can understand that, you know? And so I think vulnerability is hard. I think it's, it's hard to open up. I think it's hard to like, I had a newborn and a toddler, you know, it's like my trash would be overflowing. My dishes were disgusting. Like, you know, it's like the baby's crying and it's like, Hey, does anybody want to come over and hang out? (laughs) My life is really crazy right now, you know? Um, But I think, I think for me, one of the things that can prevent vulnerability is like believing, believing that, um, like other people need to see perfection, right? So like let people into your home when your home is messy. Like let people into your home when like, you know, you know that your kid's going to have a tantrum. Like, you know, just let people into your home when like it's hard to do that. And when you do that, I think it allows people to know you in a very real way. And, and, 
and I think that's encouraging to people, you know, like it's like, oh, other people are not don't have it all together either. And and that creates a lot more bonding than it is when we kind of put up this facade and kind of feel like we have to have it together. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I really like what you said about really assessing our own responsibility, because sometimes we expect that other people are going to know or we expect that they should be checking in on us. And when they're not, then we get frustrated that we don't feel seen or known or understood. And and really just taking that time to be like, okay, but am I doing my part to let people know, to be honest about what I'm feeling right now and, and that I don't have it all together rather than trying to pretend that I have it all together so that, you know, people will like me or, or whatever, or that we think that we need to come across a certain way. So um, I really like that assessment of, you know, what's my part to play? Not that it's like something else to put on our plate, but just to help us honestly assess the situation. And because we can't control anybody else, right? We can only control ourselves and our response in a given situation. So, I mean, I really love what you said about just letting people in to your messy house and letting them know that you don't have a perfect life and that there's dishes all in the sink and, you know, the the bathroom counters haven't been wiped down in who knows how long. All of those things that when we can let people in, then we start to make space for relationships and for just building and getting the support that we actually need. So, What's been your experience in in what you've learned through choosing vulnerability? You know, what, what has come out of that for you? Yeah, I think that, you know, just like you said, kind of that responsibility not to put something else on your plate. But I think that, you know, like, for example, I think there's times where, you know, I've gone out with a friend and especially during deployment like getting that social time felt so important. Like it was like, Oh, this is just really needs to fill me up. And, and this is going to be like, it's like, Oh, I finally get a girl's night or you finally got a babysitter and and then you connect and you get there or whatever. And then I think it can be disappointing when you put all this weight on like, Oh, I'm so excited to connect. And then maybe it just doesn't, it just, you leave the event or whatever. And you're like, I just, I don't feel like filled up or I don't feel like people really asked me the questions I was hoping to hear or, you know, and then it's like, well, I feel defeated. I want to give up. Right. And, and it's like, and I think that we can tend to let, and you know, I think we can tend to move inward a little bit. Then it's like, okay, well I keep trying and it's just still hard, you know? And, and I think that that can be really frustrating, but I think that also there were times where I would have those feelings during deployment. Like, I, okay. Like literally this is the hardest thing ever to just finally get a babysitter and like the baby and like, okay, here we are. And then it's like disappointing. But I think that I started asking myself, well, like, what am I hoping they would ask me? Like, what questions do I want to be asked? You know, and I think that people will match your level of vulnerability. So people will like if you're willing to ask them hard question, like, hey, how's how's it going? How's the marriage going like with him overseas? Like, hey, how's you know, what's been the most difficult part of parenting lately? Like what, um, how, you know, what's been hard about your job? Like, you know, um, just knowing your friends and, and, or even, you know, I think it's hard obviously when you're getting to know someone too, but 
I think that when you're getting to know someone, when you're asking those difficult questions, it can definitely enhance relationship. So I think I kind of started asking like, well, what do, what do I want to be asked? Like, you know, and, and maybe asking those questions to people, um, you know, and, and just realizing like I have some con- element of control over my connection with people, you know, and you're not going to connect with everyone. And that's true. And, but I think that there are ways that you can make your connections better by, by really like being willing to be the, the vulnerable one first, you know? So I, I think that, that that's really important as well. Um, and then I think that there's some fears. And so maybe just asking ourselves the questions of, you know, um, like, why do I feel fear with sharing something hard? If that's a piece that's hard for you is like, well, I could never tell my friend like how I had to like football hold my child leaving the trampoline park and she was screaming. Like if they knew that about me, like, you know, (laughs) would they be my friend? Like, you know, and it's like, of course they would. Everyone's been through like, you know, but I think we build up these things like, oh my gosh, like this is so hard if they really knew if they really knew like what it is, but it's like, if they really knew, like they would love you through that, you know? And I think that, um, I think that's something that for me, I've really had to overcome is like, what are my fears about vulnerability? Like, and, and what are my, like, what are the lies that I'm believing? You know, I think that during deployment, we can have some very real lies and fears, you know, like, Hey, no one loves me. No one cares. Um, no one, no one, you know, um, like I'm not doing a good enough job. And I think that I want to introduce this concept for military spouses of like the choices that you have, your ability to like speak up and be vulnerable and how that can really enhance feeling known, feeling loved and feeling understood. And I think that's so good, whether you are going through a deployment and you're, you're trying to reach out and ask for help or whether you've just moved somewhere new and you're trying to build those connections. And we have this fear of if I'm honest about what I'm struggling with, they won't be my friend or I won't be able to build these relationships. And it it's really comes from this place of fear rather than just, you know, reaching out and saying, okay, I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to show up and ask the questions. And then, you know, they may respond well, they may not. And that tells you, hey, maybe this isn't a great relationship to be part of my support team in this season. When we when we don't ask those questions, when we just wait for other people and then we get frustrated, it goes back to what we talked about earlier about expectations, right? We're thinking that other people are going to show up a certain way or we put all of our eggs into one basket, if you will, about, okay, this thing, me going out with the girls is going to give me what I need. And then it doesn't. And then we're disappointed. So I would love for you to share just what you want for this book, what your hope is, what it will be, um, and how you want to help military spouses through this book. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of what we've talked about today. You know, I think that we've really dug into some deep topics. And, you know, I really just think my hope for the book is that, you know, when I first wrote the book, I told my husband, I was like, if it helps one person, I'll be glad I did it. Like, you know, I, I it's been so encouraging to just, I think what was super encouraging to me was interviewing the six military spouses and then seeing like, wow, we all have like similar kind of like 
experiences, but in different ways, you know, like just this, even this idea of like asking for help or being vulnerable or, you know, and just seeing how that can be like, you know, even veteran spouses are like, yes, that was hard. And, and so I think, you know, I hope that, I hope that it encourages people. I hope that they can find something to take like a little nugget and a little nugget of truth or a little nugget of encouragement from the book. Um, I do talk about a lot of different topics and I, I have a whole section on my own mental health experience as well as like just perspective from a counselor, like what specific things would I recommend or what tools do I use? And, you know, a lot of it is this type of kind of processing where it's kind of like, hey, what what lies are you believing? Or, hey, you went to that event and like, what were you thinking in your head? And and maybe how did that affect the whole rest of the night? You know, were you, were you thinking, were you worried about yourself? Were you, you know, or, or did it go really well? And what went well about it? You know, and so I think that the more we can know ourselves and the more, and that's what I think why counseling is so important. The more we can know what's going on in our own thoughts and feelings, because feelings are just as important as thoughts, but the more we can know that, then the more we're able to express ourselves to other people and like really know who we are. And I think that that's just something I'm hoping for the book is that, you know, that the interviews and, and I'm so thankful for the women who let me interview them and I'm so thankful for their wisdom. I hope that it, it helps people. Um, and, and then I also hope that, you know, really you people would read the book and feel like, oh, I feel less alone. Like I feel feel like oh like people people understand me a little more and and maybe also have tools to take from so so I think that's kind of my my hopes for the book for sure so where where can everybody find you where can they find the book I know we've dug into a lot of great topics um if somebody wants to continue the conversation uh let us know where they can connect with you and where they can find the book yeah so the book is on Amazon it's and it's in three forms. You can get it in the ebook, like Kindle form, which I love Kindle. So I think that's a great option. Um, and then also paperback and hardback as well. And along with Amazon, it's also on Barnes and Noble. So I think that, you know, some people use the Nook or there's, you can also download the Barnes and Noble like ebook version as well. It's like order the paperback versions from Barnes and Noble as well. Um, and yeah, so I'm also on Instagram. My Instagram is at Anna Lucan Writer. I also have a Facebook page, Anna Lucan Writer, and my website, AnnaLucan.com. Yeah, that those are kind of the different ways that you can reach me, ask questions, and uh, I'm I would love that. I I love. It's been so encouraging when I hear from military spouses, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like you know, it's just such a blessing to be able to hear from other people who are benefiting, or or just want to share, or just want to reach out, whatever. So I'm really thankful for that. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with us today. I know that there is somebody out there that really needs to hear this right now. And so um, just thank you so much for sharing your story and your heart and best of luck as you put this book out into the world. Thank you so much. Friend, wasn't that so good? I cannot wait to hear your feedback. Let's continue the conversation inside the Mill Spouse Mastermind community. Let me know your biggest takeaways. I know that we all struggle with this in some way. It's been a battle in my life too, to be honest about the hard parts of military spouse life, to 
reach out and ask others for help when I would rather just try to figure out a way to power through and do it on my own. I mean, you can listen to my July real life recap episode. Um, that was episode 93. But I talked about how there's this idea of once we've gone through a deployment or a PCS a certain number of times, hey, this is my like sixth move in seven or eight years, but it's still hard and I still struggle through it. And there's new challenges every single time. And this PCS has been really hard and we just have to normalize the fact that we will struggle because there are parts of life that are hard. And if we try to keep it to ourselves, we're only going to struggle more. But when we can be vulnerable, when we can be honest about where we are, that is where the door opens for true connection, for being known and for learning to thrive despite what life throws at us. So I would love for you to come share your big takeaways from today's episode. If you are not a part of our Facebook community, please come join us in there where we unpack and continue the conversation from each week's episode. You can do that by going to millspousemastermind.com forward slash community and that will take you right there. I hope you have an amazing week, friends. Until next time, may you live filled fueled, and full of joy. Hey friend, before you go, the Mill Spouse Mastermind community is here to help you thrive as a military spouse. Figure out what lights your heart on fire and equip you to create a life of impact. You can have an incredible impact simply by heading over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. And if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others too. Spread the word by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories so we can continue to reach more people, change more lives, and shift the way that military spouses look at life. Because we are better together, and together we can change the world. Let's do it.